I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Obviously, Supercoach Classic season is really starting to heat up. We've only got two weeks left. We've made some pretty big jumps this week. We're into 3,900 uh, rank overall. So with two weeks to go, we are still very hopeful we can get into that top 1,000, uh, which is another 2,900 rank. So it's about three or 400 points. So I think we still have got uh, quite a bit of work to do. I've got three trades up my sleeve for the last two weeks. No boosts, so I have to make one this week, potentially two next week or the other way around just with restings and stuff next week. It's very hard to work out what's going to happen. Um, and look, I thought I, I sat down tonight and I was going through my options of what I'm going to do. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I might as well just talk it live on the podcast. I'll go into more detail on Wednesday with Timmy and we'll have a more open discussion, but I just thought I might as well just record uh, what I'm thinking as far as my trades this week and the direction I'm heading in. So my team at the moment is pretty well set up. Very happy with where my classic team is and how we're coming into the last few weeks. We've got good depth. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs have the buy this week, which is going to leave a lot of people short. Uh, with one trade, I will have 17 players this week. That's obviously pending um, team lists uh, that you guys will get this afternoon. So there is still changes to come, obviously, and fingers crossed. But as it stands right now, uh, I think Corey Horsburgh is the only one I'm a little bit worried about. Obviously, Ruben Garrick, he, he, he's a pretty tough fall the other day. Uh, but, I mean, if Ruben Garrick's out, I, I think we're all fucked realistically. Um, so I'm okay with that. Corey Horsburgh, he's probably the one that I need. Now, he had a HIA the other day. I think he's touch and go for this week. So fingers crossed he is able to play. Well, that might leave us short. I've spoken to a number of people um, who are in that top one or 2,000, that with the South Sydney buyers, the Mitch Moses, uh, the James Sedescos, these sort of things, they're down to like 13-odd players, some of them even less. So big opportunity to jump up this week with a couple of big plays. So my situation, I'm happy with my entire team. Um, obviously, Harry Grant and Hooker. My front row forwards that I'm using are Tino, Joe Tapanay and Horsburgh. Happy to run with them. My second row forwards, I've got Fafita, Nikita, Eli Katoa, Tohu Harris and Johnny Bateman. Happy to run with them. Cleary and Hines in the halves. Then 
then I've got KP and Cody Walker in at 5'8". Uh, so Cody Walker obviously not playing this weekend, but that's okay. Um, my CTWs, I've got Gagai, Manu, Marzu, Garrick, and Campbell Graham. So I've got five guys there. I've also got Ty Munro, but I've got five CTWs that I'm happy to work around with those guys. They've been pretty, pretty solid for me so far this year. And then in the fullbacks, this is where it gets interesting for me. I've got James Tedesco and I've got Latrell Mitchell. So anyone else that's in my boat of having those two with no trades left, you're fucked this weekend. Uh, you're not going to have a fullback, which is going to make it very, very difficult. Obviously, I have three trades, so I can make moves. Now, there is a couple of things that we need to keep in mind here. James Tedesco, he has got a HIA this week, so he will not be featuring. I assume he will be back for the last round, but we know what the Roosters are like in their history of taking care of HIA. So I'm, I, I think he'll be there in the last week, but if he's not... It won't really blow me away, to be honest with you. I think that um, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Roosters did make the decision that they are going to rest him for an extra week, especially if their season is done. If they lose this weekend to the Tigers, for example, maybe they do just pull the pin on his season. But I think Teddy will be there in the last week. So I'm hesitant to trade him, to be honest with you. Latrell Mitchell, on the other hand, he's obviously got a one-week suspension. He's got to fight that. Whether he does or not remains to be seen. If he doesn't fight that and he cops the one week, obviously he's an automatic trade. He's got to buy this week. Um, um, and then the last week will be his suspension against the Roosters. So Latrell Mitchell and James Tedesco, they're the two that I'm considering trading. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, I will almost definitely trade um, if he doesn't fight. Well, I will trade him if he doesn't fight that charge or if he cops two games. James Tedesco is the interesting one. I do want to hold him for the last week, but if Latrell Mitchell is out this week, uh, it sort of it forces my hand to, to make a move on Teddy. If Latrell Mitchell fights his charge and gets off, you know, he's obviously got the buy this weekend. It means he'll be available the next week, but I don't want to leave myself short. So Teddy could be the play to move on there unless I move on one of my other CTWs, which might be an opportunity to move on, like a Campbell Graham, for example. It all will depend on what happens with Latrell Mitchell. So let's say right now, Worst case scenario, Latrell Mitchell, he is not available in round 27. Who would I move him to? And this is the big question. So here are my options. Latrell Mitchell, he's at 704K. I've got 232,000 in the bank. So I've got uh, just over 930K to work with, yeah? 930K when I trade Latrell. The fullbacks I'm looking at, Scott Drinkwater becomes very appealing. He goal kicked last week. Cowboys weren't overly impressive. He scored a try, he goal kicked. I think he scored about 80-odd. But we know what Drinky is capable of. Of, plays the Dolphins this week, who, you know, obviously got beat by the West Tigers last week, held in that. But I do think that Cowboys side should probably give it to the Dolphins. Pending their team list, they probably have got a number of guys to come back in and whatnot. But Drinky at Suncorp Stadium, uh, that one is very, very appealing. So Scotty Drinkwater is probably at the very top of my wish list at the moment, the one I'm probably leaning towards. Uh, it's a Friday, 8 p.m. as well. I, I just think Scotty Drinkwater can have a big game there. Uh, he plays the Dolphins into the Penrith Panthers, which normally would be a huge negative, but I really do think there's a good chance the Penrith Panthers rest just about everyone in round 27, which means that the, the, the Cowboys would be going down to Penrith with their season on the line, uh, taking on a majority reserve-grade Penrith Panthers side there. So the drinky play... It's a little bit more appealing than what you would assume because of that Penrith matchup. So I don't mind the play going to drinky. That's one I will seriously consider. Another one that I'm looking at is Reese Walsh. Uh, he's at 665K. I've got a feeling that Timmy's going to be pretty keen on Reese Walsh. He always has been. Um, he's got the Raiders in the Melbourne Storm. So two top eight teams, but the Raiders are playing like an absolute busted asshole at the moment. The thing I worry about with Walsh is, you know, could he potentially get a rest in the last week? Maybe, but he's a young guy. I just... 
and they just came off a bye. So I sort of think Reese Walsh will play out the rest of the season. I think that he will play until round 27. He's obviously got high scores in him, but he's also got low scores. There's no denying that. Even if you just look over the last five weeks, he's gone 22, 111, 44, 58, 123. So he has got very high scores in him. He does have to do a lot to score, to be fair, uh, but he also does have those low scores in him that do worry me a little bit. And I do, I just wonder if they get to round 27 against Melbourne, it's a complete dead rubber. Do Brisbane just maybe take the opportunity to rest again? But off the back of that bye, I probably doubt that'll happen, but he could be a guy for reduced minute. Obviously, played the Origin Series and whatnot. A lot of pressure on him at the moment. So that's my concern with Reese Walsh. Uh, and, you know, the Melbourne Storm in round 27. Not an ideal matchup. I'd probably tip the Broncos to win that one. Uh, but the Melbourne Storm, they could be playing for a top four finish. Um, we know that Suncorp, I don't think that scares the Melbourne Storm too much. They've got a pretty good record up there. Little pod play here is AJ Brimson, another one that I am considering. He's at 520K. He's probably pretty far down my list, to be honest with you. Uh, I think I would go Drinkwater definitely over Brimo and probably Reese Walsh. But he is a guy that caught my attention at 522K. His next two games plays the Melbourne Storm at Amy Park, so not ideal. But then he does finish with the Canterbury Bulldogs at home, uh, which I, I think it's pretty safe to assume. That'll be like a Saturday Arva or a Sunday afternoon game. Let's have a look. Titans, yeah, Sunday, 2 p.m., uh, AJ Brimson in the last week. So that one becomes very appealing. He might even be a trade-in option for me uh, in the last week. I will seriously, seriously consider that. I think Brimson, if he stays injury-free, he's probably the, the least likely to get rested out of Drinky Walsh. Uh, so he is likely to play a lot of footy. I just I don't love this Melbourne Storm matchup this week. But the one after is very, very appealing. He's also available at 5'8", which is another move that we can make because I've got five, uh, KP at fullback at the... Uh, sorry, at 5'8", at the moment. So I uh, could maneuver and get a 5'8". Obviously, if I was going to get Brimo, I'd probably just play him at fullback, though. Uh, so we've got options there. So Brimson's another one. Another one that people have asked me about, obviously had a big score on the weekend, Dylan Edwards. Uh, very, very good player, Edwards. Super coach-wise, I don't know. I just... Surely Dylan Edwards will be one of the first ones to get a rest come or come come the back end of this season, right? When we get to round 27, if it's all sewn up, he looks like he's been broken for weeks. I, oh, fuck, if you had him last week and he got 114, full credit to you. But let's have a look at the weeks before that. 68, 70, 37, 22, 58, 114. Um, so his last four games, he's gone above 60 in one of them, and they are all 80-minute games. So not for me. Uh, the Parramatta matchup, I think Penrith win that. I don't know. I just think he's, if he doesn't get rested this week, I think he's a very, very good chance to get rested the week after in round 27. So Dylan Edwards, honestly, not even on my radar. Not one I'm even considering. Uh, would, would have been a ballsy play if he did it last week and it would have paid off. But for me, I don't know. It's, it, it's just not the move for me. I can't do it. Now, the other option I have is that I have Ruben Garrick in my CTW. He's obviously dual position fullback slash CTW. So I could move him uh, down to the fullback spot there, which means I could grab a CTW. And when it gets to the CTWs, there are a few options. So straight away, and these two are dual position as well, so I probably should have mentioned them in fullback. But you've obviously got the New Zealand Warriors boys. Dallin Wateni's Lesniak, who I haven't owned all year, had his best game on the weekend by far. 126 points, yeah? You look at the weeks before that, um, scored a try, got 58 the week before. Scored a try, got 67 the week before. Scored a try the week before that and got 48. Uh, scored two tries the weekend before that, scored 95. Scored one try the weekend before that, scored 64. Didn't score a try the weekend before that and scored 23. Um, 
So, look, a very, very good score for Dallin. No doubt about that whatsoever. He scored three tries, scored 126. Very similar uh, to that of Greg Mars here, which is very impressive. But I just, I'm not convinced. I mean, if he doesn't score more than two tries, are you going to get 90-plus realistically? That, that's that been my big concern with DWZ the entire time. But there is also the very fair argument that if he kills it in the next two weeks, Dragons and Dolphins, that could cost me big time, and especially in my clash with Timmy, who obviously bagged him all week, then traded him in on Friday, the bastard. I can't wait to give him shit about that. But he scored 126 for credit to him. I think a lot of the people at the top have DWZ, so I'm sort of looking at him as potentially an insurance policy. Do I just grab him to square up with everyone else so they don't get that advantage on me? I am seriously considering it. I've gone for Campbell Graham the last few weeks over DWZ. It has not paid off. Got to wear it when you're wrong, and I've definitely been wrong on that one. So I'm seriously considering a move down to DWZ uh, just as an insurance policy. you got Charles Sickle Clock Start. He's at 604K as well. These two boys have the Dragons at home in into the Dolphins away. Two games that I'm expecting um, the Warriors to win. I will say this. I believe uh, that no players will be rested, but I think that Dolphins game, if they're up and it's locked in for a top four, I've heard that you could see some of these guys play limited minutes. Some of the older guys, I would guess Torhu would be one of them. I'd guess SJ would be one of them. And I think that Dallin, I probably reckon he's okay. He'll be close to it, though, to be fair. But CNK, he's another one that I think could be rested. And I also think Adam Fanua Blake is another one, big one that could be rested. So a number of very super coach relevant guys who could play limited minutes in the last week if a top four spot is locked up. And you might even see some of those guys get given the week off. I've said it all along. I know the coach said that no one would be rested and you've got to take him at his word. But I just wonder if they get to round 27 and they've got a top four spot locked in, they can't get a home final. It can only be an away final. Do they bother sending their entire squad up to Brisbane to play the Dolphins to then come back to New Zealand to then send them back to either Penrith or Brisbane the week after to play in that first week of finals. So I've got big question marks over those guys and would not be overly keen to bring those guys in. But the DWZ play, I think it is probably the best of those. Um, other guys in the CTW that I had a look at, one guy that caught my attention, I'm very confident I won't do it, but one guy that I did just have a look at, uh, a little peek at, was Herbie Farmworth. Uh, he's obviously had a pretty good few weeks, 66, 78, 62. Um you know, he scored two tries in the last three weeks for a 66 and a 62. The week he actually didn't score a try was his high score of 78. Hasn't gone below 55 in the last six weeks or so. Very impressive, but... I don't know, probably doesn't quite do it for me. I do think the Broncos give it to the Raiders this week. Then they go back to Suncorp to play the Melbourne Storm. But he's another one with the amount of work he gets through and what he what he, what he puts his body through. Every chance that he could get rested uh, in round 27 as well. Brian To'o is another one that I was looking at. 775k. He just had his rest. So you would have to assume that he comes back into this side. Uh, but I also think that... You know, Stephen Crichton back out there. I think they could rest guys in round 27. I, I, I don't think he's a bad pickup. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you even have a look over the last few weeks. Like, he has scored tries for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in a row. Um, and he's only gone over 100 once, 104 and 108. So, he's not. even though he's scoring tries and he's doing well... He's not absolutely killing it, realistically. Uh, scored a try in round 18, uh, scored 55. Scored two tries in round 21, scored 104. Scored one try in round 22, scored 84. 
Two tries in round 23, 108, and then one try last week against Manly for 77. Uh, sorry, the week before that. So, look, he's scoring well. There's no doubt about that. I just I always worry about that side, and if Stephen Crichton doesn't give him ball, I think you're in for a reasonably low score there. Uh, but his base is fantastic, 30-plus in every single game. So I couldn't push back on it. But once again, I just question, is he going to be there come grand final week? Do they potentially give Brian Toto another rest? They know what he's going to come. They know what he's going to do come finals. Or does him having a rest last week, does that, does that lock him in? I'm not too sure how it's going to play out with the Penrith Panthers. I think that if they have got a home final locked up or the minor premiership locked up, I probably think they rest guys. But Toto, very appealing. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. All right, let's have a look at, from the Sharkies, Mulatalo. He's at 537K. Another one that I kind of considered. I think I've just brought him in and out too much this year that I'm probably too proud to do it. Uh, but with the way the Sharkies are playing, he's been in really good form the last few weeks. He scored tries three weeks in a row, gone 54, 110, 58. Um, obviously, scored two tries in that 110 score last week. Scored a try in about the 10 or 15th minute, went to 49 points. He finished on 58. So a little bit alarming for me there. Uh, plays the Newcastle Knights this week who defensively have been really good at the back end of the season and throughout the season. Uh, and the Canberra Raiders in the last round. Oh, I don't know. Surely the Raiders get up for that plan of, 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 for finals, right? I I don't know. Mulatalo, I, it's not for me. I don't think I can do it. One guy I am looking at, and this would be the pod of pods, I think. Uh, Dominic Young from the Newcastle Knights. Now, I have Gagai. So that's one big advantage I have got. Uh, have a look over the last three weeks. He hasn't scored a try in the last three weeks, and he scored 55, 68, 34. Uh, so take out that 34. Pretty good numbers there considering not scoring tries. But then, to be fair, the weeks before that, he scored a try in each of those weeks and went 62 and 56. So I don't know. He has got a few hundreds in him this year. He's got scores of 148 in round five, uh, round 15, 111, and round 20 scored 109 as well. So has got the big score. Scores in there. I'm only looking at him because I've got Dane Gagai. Uh, I'm looking at him as well because he comes up against that Sharky's left edge this week. Obviously, I've got Gagai and I've got him. I could stack them. And then he's got the Dragons as well. I'm actually I'm having a serious look at Dom Young. I think he is one that could be a real little pod play for me at 560k. Him and Gagai can light it up. It could really push me up these rankings very quickly. Uh, the other one that caught my attention is Katoni Stacks. Now, 606K, he's been a trap for however long. Odds are he probably will be a trap once again. I will just say this. Adam Reynolds, He uh, it looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Looks like he probably won't return until finals, potentially. Definitely won't be there this week when I assume all, everyone for the Brisbane Broncos will play. Uh, you have a look at Katoni Stagg's last few weeks. He's gone 136, 50, 83, 55. He will be goal kicking this week. With Adam Reynolds out, he will goal kick. So... All of a sudden, he becomes very, very interesting. Because if they put a big score on the Raiders, which I personally think they could, you could see Katoni Sags score 30-odd points in goals. And then if he can just come up with a couple of attacking stats like he does, he could be in for a big score this week, Katoni Stag. So he's one I'm seriously looking at. Plays the Melbourne Storm the week after. Don't love that. But that Raiders matchup this week when he's definitely goal-kicking without Adam Reynolds, I think that's appealing. Now, this one is a guy that I never thought I would talk about. And if you traded him in a few weeks ago, fuck me, you have done very well for yourself. Suwali'i from the Sydney Roosters. His form has been wild. Have a look over the last three weeks. He's gone 84, 75, and 108. He has not scored a try in... Oh, no, sorry. He has scored a few tries in those games. I take that back. But he's also goal-kicking for the Sydney Roosters, who this week take on the West Tigers. 84-75-108 with a West Tigers matchup coming this week for Suwali'i. 
Very, very interesting guy to have in your CTWs. Has been absolutely killing it. One that I'm seriously considering at 631K. Not dual position, just CTW, but I could make it work for my side. The last guy in the CTWs I want to touch on, he is a dual position guy. Sorry, no, he was a dual position guy. He is a dual position guy. Sorry, take that back. Tyron Peachy from the Penrith Panthers. Now, played last week, did very well. We, we tipped him off. He actually got 51 in base last week, Peach. He was fucking everywhere. Scored 94 super coach points. Uh, you have a look. The week before that, he obviously played in the centers. No opportunities there. Went pretty average, 19. The week before that, scored two tries, 77. You know he's going to run the ball all day, Tyron Peachy. I think he is a huge pod play. Not one that I could do. I've got him in my draft side, so I'm happy to sit and watch him from that perspective. But I think he is worth a little shout, especially if you got him last week when we tipped him off to you on beers and break-evens. You would have collected a 94 on the weekend, which would have been real juicy over some of the options, other options that were getting around last weekend. Um, okay, the other option I've got is that I can move KP to fullback. Uh, the only 5.8s that really caught my attention, one of them is AJ Brimson, but I can get him at fullback anyway. We've already spoken about him. The other one is Cam Munster. Um, I've avoided money all year, and I think I will continue to do so. He's just not doing enough to hurt me this year. Not owning him has just never hurt me. Uh, hasn't got 100 since round 15. His scores, you know, post-origin, 65, 97, 80, 46, 87, 28. They're good. But they're not fantastic. They are not worrying me. They're not making me think, fuck, I'm really missing out on something with Cameron Munster. I am happy to go without him. He's got the Titans this week, who I personally think the Melbourne really put the sword through, which, you know, maybe money scores tries there. But I just think when they have these games, he tends to be quiet. But last week, he was very, very quiet. And we know what Cam Munster's like. He doesn't stay quiet two weeks in a row. I am nervous on that front, but it is a risk that I am willing to take. Cam Munster will not be the guy that I go to. I'll be looking at one of these other wingers and maybe one of these other fullbacks. But as I said off the top, guys, it all comes down to what happens with Latrell Mitchell and what is happening with James Tedesco. If we get some sort of indication that Teddy will play in the last week, it's probably a trade that we will hold this week. If Latrell Mitchell uh, doesn't get, get doesn't get off his charge, he is 100% a trade and we'll have to work out whether we trade into a CTW, a fullback. At the moment... I really like the look of Scott Drinkwater. I like the look of DWZ as an insurance policy. Uh, and the other one that has caught my eye tonight, the two that have caught my eye, the more that I've spoken, the more they've interested me. One is Dominic Young for the Newcastle Knights playing outside Gagai, who I've got. And the other one is Suali'i at 631K. Very low ownership. Goal kicking for the Sydney Roosters. Taking on the West Tigers this week. Uh, hasn't, yeah, I, I just, I, I think he could be in for a big score this weekend. So another one that I am seriously, seriously considering there for the run home. And then into the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, to be perfectly honest with you, they look pretty shot at the moment. So plenty of options there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
don't know which one I'm going to go with, make sure you tune in to Beers and Breakevens this week. We'll be dropping on YouTube 3 p.m. Wednesday afternoon, and then the podcast will be out Wednesday night, myself and Timmy. I think we've got the great Mortz joining us uh, from Blue Wealth Property, so we'll be catching up with him and see how his team is travelling. We'll be answering all of your questions and exploring where me and Timmy are sit right now. I think we both went up on the weekend. Timmy might have gone down slightly, uh, but he's still sitting at about that 5,000 rank. So definitely in a position where he can still strike and hopefully push his way into that top 1,000. I'm sure we'll both be looking to make some big moves. I think I'm up by about 115 points over Timmy after this week. So two weeks to go. Fingers crossed we can win the back-to-back championship for beers and break-evens. We'll see you there on Wednesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 